Hey, it's Leah, and welcome to the Homeschooling for the Rest of Us podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first episode of Poolside Chronicles, the episode where I invite my friends over to swim, well, their children swim, and we talk all things homeschool. It's organic, it's unplanned, and today I have two of my friends from our co-op. I have Amy and Brittany. So Amy, we'll start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started, how you decided to homeschool? So I grew up a preacher's kid and I went to six different elementary schools and I wished that whole time that my mom had homeschooled me as a 35-year veteran teacher and she did not. So that played a big role. Um, And then when my first daughter was born, she was born at 25 weeks. She weighed one pound, four ounces and a ventilator for three months with a lot of oxygen. So we knew that there was a possibility that there would be some learning difficulties and stuff. And I wanted to be the one that was making those determinations, not a school system. And so that's why I started homeschooling. So you said that you said that you wanted your mom to homeschool. Like, where did that come from? Like, you wish you would been you would have been homeschooled. Well, I had a lot of struggles in elementary school. Having I went to six different elementary schools. Wow. So, and we had, I had a traumatic event in kindergarten also from school that kind of like just set me off on a really bad path which we don't need to talk about, but it just, it is what it is. I hated school. And then I had to go to a new school almost every year. And you know, that's hard. And so it would have just been a lot easier if we had been homeschooled with the way that we traveled from church to church or whatever, um, to not have to be the new kid every single year. Now, let me ask you as far as Sadie goes. So you said like you knew that there might've been some delays or some struggles getting her started, but I want to know, cause like, I mean, it was scary when she was born. Like there was a chance that she would not survive in the beginning there. So like, how does that impact? Cause I always think when you have an experience where life is fragile and it's right in front of your face, like how much did that impact your decision to homeschool and like keep her closer? Like I've always wondered that. So pretty greatly, uh, she was in the hospital for 128 days and all 128 days I had to leave her at night and come home and stuff. So we both have some, uh, some separation anxiety. So that played a role too. I can't imagine leaving her for eight hours because I had to do it. Like I didn't have a choice for five and a half months. And so that played a big role on it. And then also I just know how precious she is. She's a miracle. And I don't want anybody messing that up. I mean, if somebody's going to mess it up, it may as well be me, (laughs) but I don't want, I don't want a, a school system to give her a label or, any of the things that could have been a possibility with how premature she was. I just, I wanted to be in control really. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say Sadie's in a couple of my classes at co-op. Sadie is so bright. She questions everything, which I know drives Amy nuts, but I love it because I think that's a good, that's a good sign. That's a good sign in life. She's questioning things. Okay. So we'll talk about our kids specifically later. So we have Brittany and Brittany and I have known each other now for, has it only, it's been more than a year. Year and, yeah, year and a half. Year and a half, yeah. Okay, so what led you to homeschooling? So I was actually a public school teacher for five years, and I ended up staying home when my son was born. Um, and because it was just pointless for me to go back and teach, economy, you know, wise. And so, so basically be working to pay for yeah, daycare. I'd be working for daycare, yeah. and it was that was pointless, which 
goes back to, you know, the value of teachers <laughs> as far as how we pay them for what they do all day. But I decided to stay home and my kids were four, well, three and one at the time. And so we started preschool type stuff with my oldest, Ava, and we did that every day for 30 minutes a day or so. And so we got in a routine of doing things every day, school type things every day. Um, and then it came time to send her and the plan was always that I was going to teach and they were going to go to the school that I taught at and I was going to be on the same schedule as them. Like teaching was a mom job, right? Like you got to be off with them and during the summer and off on breaks. And I always wanted to be a mom. And that was, that was the job where I could be a mom and I could also impact Mm -hmm. other kids. And so it came time to send her and I couldn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't send her. I couldn't put her back into a place that I had been in for five years and knew the outcome and saw the kids, how they progressed through the school system. What you were seeing. I think people need to know that. What were you seeing? I was seeing a lot of kids who lost themselves. I saw a lot of kids who were discouraged. I taught at a very uh, low income school. Um, I saw a lot of kids who were just left behind. Um, state requirements were not, you know, state testing wise. We just expect all of them to be on the same level and they're not. And I saw so many kids who, who needed more help than what they were getting and needed more, more time. And in fact, the majority of my time at school was spent mentoring and being a mother to children. And I couldn't leave mine at home or leave mine and not be the mother to them that I wanted to be and be the mother to other children. Wow. That's very interesting insight from a teacher's perspective. I always think that's really valuable when you have someone who is a public educator and y'all are going to just hear our kids screaming in the background as a side note, they're all having the time of their lives, which makes this the pool. What did I call it? The poolside chronicle chronicles. Um, but I always think that's very eye-opening when you have someone who was in the profession and say, like, this this just is not a good fit. And now that I know your kids, they are not in the box. Like, they're just not – they're very different. They're very – they need – like, with homeschooling, you get to meet them where they're at. And so – and all of our children, I would say that, is they're just all different, quirky in their own ways, special in their – Amy's eyes got real big. <laughs> She's like, Yep. <laughs> her son is part spider-man part <laughs> he's, he's fun he's fun okay so um i'm curious what y'all are doing for the summer what does homeschool look like for the summer for you guys so we are actually still working through our curriculum we moved and built a house last year or this year and we had to take a break we had to take a life break to move and so we're still working through um, which is hard to see Like when public school ends, you think your school year needs to end and you need to have, you know, a timeline break, but that's just not going to happen for us. And honestly, I would rather school year round. Um, So we will take days here and there to come swim with friends or do whatever we want to do like we do anyways. Um, But it's going to look like it does all year round. (laughs) No change for us. Oh, my mom passed away in 2020, the end of 2020. And up until that point, I was... Not strict, but I, I tried to keep, like, we're, we start in August, we're done in May type situation. And I had another homeschool mom threaten to beat me up if I tried to keep that kind of schedule um, with grief. Yeah. And so um, 
we kind of took a pause, you know, did what we needed to do. And then I learned through that process that we don't have to stop. And for our family, it's actually better. Um, we travel a lot. My husband works um, remotely at home and occasionally has to travel. And so we just go with him. Um, and so if I don't want to do school, we don't do school. And so then if we just keep working through the summer, then we're never behind. We're never ahead. We're just where we are. Um, and we only do three days typically a week. Like I don't, I don't do something every single day. We usually only do three days. And so when we do it like that and then taking the breaks and stuff, you know, when everybody else is starting their next official grade or whatever, we do too. We've just taken longer to get there and and have more freedom to, you know, do whatever we want. That's a question that I get from people is like, how do you determine your child's in the next grade? For us, I, I go by our math and language arts. Like yeah. once those are completed, y'all do that too? Then yes. like if they complete level That's five. That's we do. <laughs> <laughs> Core competency in That's those okay. areas. But you know, here's the thing. I mean, how old are your kids, Amy? You've got... 10 and 6. 10 and 6. And I was just telling someone the other day... <laughs> screaming children. We're doing a podcast. Can you not scream, please? It is what it is. I was telling someone the other day, though, like, I was very surprised at the amount of knowledge my kids gained at co-op this year. They learned a lot at co-op. Like, what started out to just be, like, a extra fun day, like, they really are getting a lot of volume from that. Um, And I felt like they had a lot of subjects covered in that, which was really exciting. And I love that y'all homeschool year-round, too, because we homeschool year-round. And I'll always advocate for people to do that because you don't know. Like, you you weren't going to – you didn't know your mom was going to pass away. And, like, you needed that time. You probably didn't know that your house was going to take as long as it did or as it would be as stressful as it was. Yes. And so to have that margin, is, I think, is very, very valuable. Okay, so as friends, what is hard for you right now in homeschool? What are, what are you struggling with? And maybe we can help each other. So Luke <laughs> would rather do literally anything other than learn. Um, and so he's been a challenge. I've actually enlisted help with Luke. He goes to a tutor on Mondays and she's killing it and he is doing better. But through that tutoring, we probably have got like some attention issues, which I mean, I knew. And so I'm having to learn how to teach him like, cause he's completely different than Sadie. Yeah. Sadie doesn't want to do school, but she is perfectly capable. There's not really anything holding her back where he's got some stuff holding him back, and so it's a little harder. <laughs> what? Can you make me mac and cheese? We'll be in in a minute, yeah. Starved to death, obviously. <laughs> um, so that's a struggle right now, and then also scheduling, will, I think, will always be my struggle. Yeah. Like, getting up and doing something. I always give Brittany a hard time because she, like, she's so structured compared to me. <laughs> I was fixing to say that time management was a problem of mine. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. But here's here's the thing though too is I think that as moms we're our worst critic and yeah. from the outside looking in like this is what I would say to you is that well first of all he's a boy and I yeah. think it, and actually all of us yeah, no Lincoln no Lincoln was my oldest but ha- girls just learn differently like right. girls will sit still and so I think there's this like you visualize school but boys just have to be moving. They have that energy that needs to happen. And one thing that I have saw that I love that you do is you were on this journey with Luke where you're figuring it out with him. Like there was one point where you had drawn chalk letters on your trampoline. And I was like, that's the smartest thing I've ever seen. So she was teaching him letters, but he'd have to like jump from letter to letter. 
on the trampoline. And that's like a perfect example. Um, and I really applaud you for like enlisting help instead of getting burnt out and frustrated, like, okay, I need someone to come in and help and it's making a difference. And so I think that's the, that's one of the beautiful things about homeschooling that is so awesome. So when you say that you're not structured, do you mean like people aren't waking up on on time or like, what is, what do you mean by not structured? We're like, we're super willy nilly. Like if we get up in the morning and because my husband works from home, we're just like a really chill family anyway. And then, you know, if he recognized that, you know, either I tossed and turned or whatever, and maybe I need a little bit more sleep, he won't wake me up. Like he'll shut the door and he'll get them breakfast and stuff like that. And so we don't have like a, we all normally get up at a certain time and then we're going to do school. And then I'm also like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. If they get up and they are cooperating and they are playing and they are having a good time, I don't interrupt them. Like that may just be a day that we skip or we start later on in the day because, you know, siblings fight and stuff. And so while they are still willing to play together and use their imagination and stuff, I try not to interrupt that. And so then that throws us off because my kids are just not going to do school after one o'clock. It ain't going to, it's just not going to happen. Um, they're just, they're just not. And so I feel like we might could do better saying, okay, we're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we're going to start at nine o'clock and I'm going to lay all the things out. I'll try and do it, but I like, it only lasts a week (laughs) and then I fail. (laughs) Have you tried to like sit Sadie and Luke down and say, okay, this is what needs to get done this week. You guys make your schedule. Like, have you tried to give them like empower them by, cause I'm a big believer that kids will, they'll support what they create. Okay. So she's got a, she's got a face like she's going to punch me or laugh. (laughs) I'm not sure. So no, it do, it's not going to work for my kids. <laughs> we, uh, we try to give them certain responsibilities and Sadie's doing better with it. Yes. But like simple things, like she has a, a, a magnesium supplement uh-huh. that she takes at night uh-huh. and it drastically changes things for her. And I'm like, dude, take your medicine. Can you remember this one thing to like take your medicine? And so far it hasn't happened. <laughs> Like, I don't mean like give her the responsibility of like their school, but like, what if you, what if you sat down and said, let's together as a family, let's make your schedule. Sadie, what time would you want to do math every day? And then you keep the schedule, but they designed and they created it. Like, okay, we want an hour of play in the morning before we start school. And then at this time, this is the goal, be flexible, but this time is when we would like to start this subject first. Cause like I noticed with Lincoln, he would, there was a time where he would just like, he'd rather die in his own words like, than sit down in school. And so I finally gave him the power. Cause I was like, you know, we'll start with Bible first and then we'll do this. And then, and so I finally like was like, okay, the ball is in your court. What would you like to start with? These have to get done. But what does that look like to you? Technically that we do do that. Like I'll set everything out for her. Mm-hmm. And this year transitioned quite a bit from third grade to fourth grade stuff. Yeah. The we use the good and the beautiful, yeah. and the and the the change from third to fourth grade is there is a, a ton of independent work. Yeah, like right. I may have to read an instruction or something, and then most of it, honestly, the language arts is is led by her. And so, realistically, if we get math and reading done, I mean, yeah, math and reading, I call it a win. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I'm gonna try and add some some different stuff next year with her, um, but I let her pick. Like, do you want to go ahead and get math done? You want to do reading first? Which one do you want to do? Typically, she picks reading, um, and then she'll fuss and fight her way through math. Um, so we we do kind of already do that. Yeah. Um, we're really really chill. Yeah. Like we're probably too chill, honestly. But we get the work done, so done. I guess that's fine. Yeah. 
Okay, what about you, Brittany? Well, I was going to say time management, but that's just... But then everyone laughed at you. I, I know. <laughs> I know, everybody laughed at me. No, I feel like part of my problem, just coming from public school in general, was unschooling myself. Yeah. That our school day did not have to look like how I taught eight hours a day in, in the school setting. Um, and I'm still, like, this, is, this will be our fifth year. I'm still trying to work through we don't have to do everything every day right. and like overloading myself, which yeah. overloads them, which makes everybody stressed, which makes the day not flow like it should. Yeah. And we are not, I am, I am a night owl, which is like detrimental to my health right now, but <laughs> I am a night owl and we do not get up early, but my kids are also not sleep deprived. Yeah. They, they, they get up and we have a chill morning and we have a good breakfast and then they feed animals and we get, we get our stuff going Usually, we don't even start until after lunch. Right. Um, I started, actually, yesterday, we got school done before lunch, and Jake even told me, he was like, my brain does not work this early, Mom. <laughs> so, imagine if he would have had yeah. to go to public school every day and had his brain on, or yeah. supposed to be turned on at 8 a.m., um, but unschooling myself, really, and trying to, uh, right now, we're almost done with our language arts and math, and so I'm currently looking at curriculums for our next hoorah, <laughs> Yeah. and trying to take a step back and be like okay what can we reasonably get done because I don't want to school yeah. for five plus hours a day and how how do we need to structure that do we need to do like do different days for mm-hmm. uh, history and science mm-hmm. because we do math and reading every day mm-hmm. and we usually do handwriting or and and bible every day but the science and the history is kind of where we float and don't get as much done and I would really like to hit those but I also don't want to overwhelm us because yeah. I like the freedom and the flexibility and yeah. I don't want our days yeah crammed yeah no I totally get that and I think too we have to remember that like there's so many other learning opportunities outside of textbooks like your daughter Ava super into animals I mean honestly just her watching a National Geographic documentary or reading a book or whatever like that's there's a lot of education there there's a lot of education there so and then same with history just talking about current events that are happening and like I think we really devalue the power of the moment like I've had to really learn this in this season because we have taken a longer break because nanny passing. And so I had a lot of like guilt and shame about that. But then I started just taking moments of like, okay, with what we're doing today, how could I turn this into a learning opportunity? Like even silly stuff like being in the kitchen and talking, you know, Lincoln obviously knows how, how to measure a cup or an ounce or whatever, but asking him like questions like Lincoln, do you know how you know, flour originally came to the United States. Did people grind it? Did people whatever? And having him like think those through and he would research it or, you know, just like things that don't even like really make sense, but it would cause his brain to, to think. So I think that there's ways we can do that. And we don't do history and science every day either. Do you do it every day? History and science? No, Amy does not. <laughs> Why did I even ask? She does not. No, is the answer. Um, should we call this the hope episode? <laughs> Um, well, we used your your Texas history. Yes, yeah, so Sadie that, took Texas yes. history. And she learned a lot. And then we went to yeah. San Antonio and yes. saw the Alamo because yes. we were down there for work yes. anyway. Yes, and so like sorta. No, but we is, we covered life. a lot. Yeah. We covered a lot. And did she like when she went to the Alamo? Did she remember things we had talked about? Yeah, she yeah. sure did. Yeah, she did. I hope so. She did. And then I made her go to another one, and I was like, there's one more down the road. She's like, I'm done with history now, Mom. Can we go? Back? Can we go back to the pool? <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of times we have like new homeschoolers, newish homeschoolers listening. What 
how long have we all been homeschooling? I've been homeschooling since the beginning, so it's been about seven years for me. Fifth. That's your fifth year. Yeah, roughly. Seven years too. About five well, years. I mean, we didn't really do like traditional pre-K right. or anything like that, so I consider kindergarten on. Okay, so, so what? Like five years. What would we tell ourselves five, six years ago that we know now that we wish we would have known then? Chill out. <laughs> Just like chill out. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> You do not have to keep up with public school. You do not have to crack the whip. I was a jerk in yeah. kindergarten. I'll be the, like, I hope she doesn't remember it. Cause I was like a slave driver. I was trying to run a business at the same time and do her homeschool and whatever. And I was, I was not kind. Yeah. And I like, I mean, I learned from it obviously. And again, I hope she forgets it, but like, just calm down. They're going to learn. They're going to learn. Let them learn. Could you make me mac and cheese? Pretty soon. <laughs> it's really early, just so you know we're not like starving them. Yeah. Okay. Hello, my name is K Reagan Carter. Carter. <laughs> Carter. Reagan Carter. Okay, bye Reagan Carter. <laughs> are you making a podcast? We are. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, what would you, so yours would be chill out. What would you tell yourself? I would say have some confidence in yourself. Like you, you are their mother. Those yes. children were given to you for a reason and you know them better than any professional with a certificate. You know how to guide them and teach them and you are the best person to be facilitating their, their life, their learning and, and their growing and you will grow. You will not be the same person from when you started. Like Amy said, we, we too had a incredibly... Um, difficult kindergarten year. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was me because I put pressure on myself yeah. to, to teach her. And we, we did a, we did a box curriculum. Sure. Yes. Yes. We did a box curriculum. And if I would have now set my son Jake down to do that same curriculum, we would, we would yeah. both be in tears in the corner. So as far as you will grow and you will learn and you will grow right along with your kid. And it's amazing and incredible. It's scary, but do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's worth it. I agree. And I think for me lately, something that I've been having to like just repeat in my head is just really reminding myself what the end game is. Like the end game. I said like, what is the end game with your kids? Like, you know, do you want them to be a member of Mensa or do you want them to be a good husband and be a good member of the community and be a man of God and a woman of God? And and I think that really helps me keep things in perspective when I get frustrated with the small things, when I get frustrated about the worksheets not being done where we need to have them done or the expectation I've set for myself. And then I also remind myself too, because of COVID, everyone is behind. Like, so I even think like you can't even use what is behind. What is behind? That's yes. a good question too. Yes. Yeah. Like who's, who decided behind this from is what? from whom? Thank you, Amy. Somebody yes. that doesn't teach. I feel like we need a decided. profound sound bite. Yeah. But yes. it's true because Somebody everyone's so different. What's behind. Amy, I'm glad you said that because that's a good reminder because that's why we homeschool because there's no, there's no benchmark. There's no, it's just at your, at your pace and at your speed and what it needs to be. And then I think there's beauty in the fact that you get to really emphasize your kids gifts and talents. And like, I think about what you're going to be able to do with Ava, with her animal interests, like she's going to be able to do so many cool things because you have an alternative, alternative way of educating her that a lot of kids wouldn't have the opportunity to do. She's already asking me for the time where she gets to intern 
at a vet clinic. She's like, how old do I have to be? Will I still be doing school then? Will I be done with school? What's that going to look like, mom? (laughs) And if she doesn't end up being a vet, this is going to be like a huge 180 because this has been her her dream for a while now. But yeah, it's so true. I'm so glad you said that, Amy. Like we need like a, I'm going to put a soundbite in there, like a (laughs) dun, 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 something something okay well this was a great conversation today do you guys have any um anything else you want to talk about or any final final thoughts poolside chronicles what are y'all drinking today (laughs) what's in my big stanley um i have ningxia and amino wise and mineral essence in there and water and some nugget ice I do not. I have the countertop thing that I make and put it in the freezer. But every so it's like an ice tray, and you that seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's worth it. (laughs) Turn on the ice maker and then go do school. Do you know that you can buy big bags of nugget ice from Sonic? I do, but I live so far away. I live so far away, and it would melt by the time I get home. Cooler. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's like two bucks. You can get the whole bag and just, that's a good summer purchase. Actually. Now we are life learning here. Are, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Sonic guys. You're welcome. Let's go. Yeah. And you can get a corn dog for 79 cents on Wednesdays. <laughs> I have a water in mine uh-huh. with some flavoring. Okay. So let me tell you what I did. Well, what flavoring do you have? I use Element. It's, uh, it's like, Electrolyte. it's got uh, magnesium, potassium, and sodium in it. Um, and a little bit of flavor. Okay. So it's like a hydrating whatever because I don't like water. And so if I drink one of these, I feel like I'm hydrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I want to point out our cups because I feel like they fit our personalities. Um, Brittany has the genuine Stanley. Like, because she's kind of like a Instagram influencer. And so <laughs> she, you kind of are. She she does lots of reels and stuff. But she's, so she has the actual Stanley. And then cookie cutter, white, cream, neutral. Excuse me. Yes. Well, you do, but I want to point out that you also have a Bigfoot sticker on your Stanley. Bigfoot, what does that say on there? Bigfoot doesn't believe in you either. So, (laughs) and then she's, you have like the camping Stanley. And she has a UFO sticker. With also Bigfoot. That says, take me away. No, that's Bigfoot Bigfoot on a snowboard. snowboard. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. What's your other sticker say? Salt and soul. Okay, and Amy's got like the camping version of the Stanley. She doesn't have the mom influencer version, which is what Brittany has. And then there's me, who I have the knockoff of the Stanley. It is fancy. It's very cute. But the handle, let me feel your handle. Is your handle kind of wobbly? No. Yeah, like you feel that difference. My handle's wobbly. Oh, yeah, that's the like knockoff. That. This was seventeen dollars. That's why, not sixty. Hey, I got mine I on did sale. Use the coupon code. <laughs> $20. You got for, uh, for a Stanley. Mm-hmm. That's Amazon one. sometimes impressive. Has I got it off Amazon. Yep. And I feel this is very bold that you have a white Stanley. It like, was a bold stance. As a mom, yeah. White walls in the house, too. Very That's bold. impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> okay, so in <laughs> my... <laughs> I tried something new today. I took... I didn't have any seltzer water, so I just poured in two tangerine bubblies and regular ice, well water ice. And then I have the... Have you guys had the True Lemon flavoring packets so it's true lemon so it's stevia sweetened but it's um watermelon strawberry so i have that in there and it's quite delightful refreshing it's refreshing (laughs) yeah i'm gonna try to like do some fun like i don't drink alcohol but like summer fun pool drinks spritzers spritz yeah see this is this is why Brittany has the stanley it's called a spritzer (laughs) 
She's so fancy. Yeah, and y'all, like, I'll put a picture of her on our podcast thing, but she's got, like, long, flowing hair. She's the pretty friend. Oh, my goodness. Not that you're not pretty, Amy, or I'm not pretty. (laughs) You and I are both pretty, but I feel like Brittany is, like, she's glowing in her 30s. the hair. We're going to glow in our 40s, Amy, you and I. Okay, cool. I've literally never glowed, so... Whatever. We're glowing lemons. These people that are like pregnant and they're like, oh, you're glowing. I just looked like I was going to throw I up at any moment the entire time. So The whole time. I had both my kids in the, like, by the summer. I was large in the summer, so I was sweating. So it was quite the... So you did glow. glow. <laughs> you glistened. You were Texas glistening. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that concludes our first episode of Poolside Chronicles. Not sure if I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, But thanks for meeting my friends. That's a glimpse into our homeschool life. And we'll see you guys next week.